myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe Well, good afternoon. Welcome to NUFC Matters. Uh, and I am joined by Mick Lowe's and Holly Blades. Good afternoon, Mick. Good afternoon, Holly. Afternoon. Stephen. Good to see you. Uh, we'll keep an eye on the scores. Brighton 2 1 up at half time against Southampton, uh, which would put Brighton above us uh, if this course stays the same. Burnley Wolves still nils apiece. Chelsea and West Ham nil nil as well. We'll keep an eye on those scores. Done this show a little bit earlier because I think most of us want to watch Liverpool versus Everton uh, to see whether the uh, the scouts Matthews as have been criticised. Uh, bad rough, bad run of luck continues, but plenty to plough through in my week off. Um, I think I'll just stay away, uh, Holly, because uh, you've been to these games and all we've done is win. But you keep reminding us, uh, I am the jinx, Holly. You are the jinx, Stephen. I tell you what, if we get beat off Liverpool, that is 100% your fault. <laughs> oh, that's really harsh. Mick, um, and, and yeah. what I missed as well, Mick, is I missed, I missed your trip to Tyneside. How was it? Fantastic. Yeah, very good. Very good. I had a, had a fantastic uh, Saturday afternoon watching the um, FA Cup semi-final with uh, the three icons that are Beardsley, Anderson and Clark. Uh, which was it's just it's just it's 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 kids stuff, isn't it? It's kids stuff. You know, you're just you're blessed. You're blessed just to have them being able to be good enough to come and sit with you and, and watch a game of football and have a bit of crack. So I saw the three boys on the Saturday and then on the Sunday, um John from Q Tech was, you know, wined and dined me. Absolutely fantastic. Top, top fella, real top, top fella. Game wasn't the best in the world, but the goal. The winner and and the seats we were sat in is dead level with the six yard box at the Gallagher, and he throws his head at it, Bruno, and a place which has been absolutely probably fairly mediocre for ninety minutes just goes ballistic. You'd have heard us, you'd have heard us in Tenerife. Honestly, it was madness. It was madness. The guy, the guy can do no more. I'm not talking about. John from QTech. I'm not talking about the three boys at the Gossy Park. I'm talking about Bruno. Fantastic. Great. And I mean, uh, yeah, I did go a little bit mad. I was sitting with Leeds fans for that game. So um, it was fantastic. What a, what a great header. And Holly, um, yeah, we'll, we'll look at that game first. I mean, Bruno, we've talked about him time and time again over the last few weeks. Where, you know, it seems, it seems a distant memory when we're talking about when will Eddie Howe give him his chance. But when he's given him his chance, he's took over both arms. And, and, and to be honest, wow. <laughs> Never mind the goals, um, you know, just his all-round play, his commitment um, has, has been fantastic so far, Holly, and, and more to come. Definitely, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I don't want to speak too soon, but I think he's certainly heading to be the best player I've seen in my lifetime supporting Newcastle. Um, he's just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He gets you off, you see. I mean, like, look, you look at the rest of the team and most of the team, they put their effort in, you can't fault them. But then Bruno's just got this extra skill that nobody else in that team has. And it's making me question even more how we managed to get him in the January when we're in the bottom three, because honestly, he is capable of so, so much. Any Champions League chasing side, Teams that are going for the title, he could fit into that side straight away. Um, he's been great for Newcastle and those goals are excellent. Some of his little touches and stuff, winning the ball back when he loses it. You just can't fault anything about him. His work rate's excellent and, you know, his, his final product is even better. Yeah, fantastic. And I mean, that, that winner was was deserved of, of any game. The, you know, the, the subsequent match then, you know, against, uh, it has to be said, uh, another good Top, you know, top ten team make against, you know, you know, we're playing Wolves, you play Leicester, uh, mm. but Miguel Miron again, a, a question mark over his, you know, over his future at the club. There's a question mm. mark over so many players' futures, but mm. Miggy's been thrust into it. Ryan Fraser's injury probably benefiting him more rather than anyone else, and you know, he seems to have taken it with both hands as well, and and, and a wonderful strike um, to to win the game. It's tough football, Steve. It's it's tough. It's it's tough as a player. Um, it's it's tough if you're a fan. It, it, it's tough if you're a coach. It's tough if you're a manager. You've got to make big decisions. You've got to make big decisions. And this football club are going to have to make some huge decisions this summer. And there are one or two players who Eddie Howe, the ownership, the fans, everybody will be split. Everybody will be split. My own opinion is in terms of Almiron. 
I don't think he's done enough. I don't think he's done enough. But his 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 goal was was worth the price that he's been at Tyneside for as long as he's been on Tyneside. So you know he'll go away forgetting, or sorry, he'll 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 go away with the memory. If he goes away, I don't know if he will go away. He'll he'll never be forgotten that that goal that he scored that day. So it's 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 a it's a hard place, you know. You 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 know there were players yesterday, and you're thinking to yourself. You know, d- does he does he bring in Jacob Murphy because he wants to give Jacob Murphy a look at? Does he bring in Joe Willock because of this? Does he bring in Jamal Lascelles because it's a bit of a token gesture for for the for the captain? But long term, he's we don't know, we don't know. But you know, regardless of whether it, it, it's Almiron or whether it's whoever it is, you know, we have to trust. We have to trust a manager and an ownership who. Sometimes, as a football club, you can't necessarily trust and you don't trust and you don't particularly like and you don't particularly have enough of opinion of. I think they have done enough in the very short period of time that they've been at St. James's Park, Eddie Howe, his staff and the ownership. Whatever they do in the summer, as far as I'm concerned, I trust them. I trust them. They've done, they've done so well and they've done well enough in January alone, that whatever they tend to do and whatever they choose to do in the summer, I'm happy with. Yeah, uh, Almir on Holly, I mean, for me, you know, runs around a lot, puts a lot of effort in. You know, we often said, you know, played with a smile on his face up until the, the Steve Bruce era seemed to, to drain him more than most. But, you know, he's he's taken his chance and, and, and that was a great goal. And I mean, you, you, you know, you've rated Bruno as one of your best midfielders, but you, again, in your short, period of time supporting Newcastle because purely because of your age. You rated that as probably one of the best goals you've seen as well. Yeah, I did. Um, it was just excellent. And, you know, Joe Willick um, kind of helping him out with that goal as well. He did very, very well. Some people say it was a bit of luck, but I thought it was just excellent. And the thing is with Bruno, he will go out the way for the ball. Some players we have that don't do that, but he will. Um, and he made that run pretty much from the halfway line. And, and Sorry, not Bruno, Almiron. He made that run pretty much from the halfway line and scored that goal. And it was just excellent. Everything about it was just perfect. Um, and with me for Almiron, you know, I did take a lot of criticism on social media. Nothing new there. Um, for praising him basically because I think that since he's came to the club um, he's done well yeah he's had dips in performance of course he struggled under Steve Bruce he wasn't the only one many players did but under Rafa Benitez he came in um, made a massive impact in that front three when he's playing alongside Rondon and Perez um, got a few goals in that first season under Steve, uh, Steve Bruce it must be said and then he did seem to drop off a little bit in the past few games. I think he's been excellent again. And I think Eddie Howe will get the best out of him like he has done with John Joe Shelby, Joe Linton. He just needs that bit of extra time because he hasn't had that chance. But Almiron, he puts 100% in. He's always happy. And I just think he's got a good attitude. And for me, I'd rather have 11 players on the pitch with good attitude than people who are talented and skilled but don't really care. Can I just can I just say as well, Steve, on the interesting, on what you said there, because, you know, you're of an age, I'm on an age, Holly is a very different age to us. But then again, so are thousands upon thousands upon millions of other Newcastle United fans. They are the fans of here and now. Now, it's all well and good me saying, I thought Ginola against Ferenc Varus was a brilliant goal. Or Tony Green in 1970-whatever it was, was a brilliant game. Or Malcolm McDonald is a fantastic goal scorer. It's gone. It's gone. This is the here and now. And the here and now is the most important thing. So we shouldn't belittle people who think that, okay, I think Almiron is great because I've never seen anybody other than such and such. And we are saying, well, we saw Ginola. We saw Ferdinand. We saw so-and-so. They've gone. They've gone. The here and now is the most important people. And that's what Eddie Howe has got to work for now. He can't work about Ginola. He can't work about Shearer. He can't think about Ferdinand. Tony Green, Stuart, uh, uh, Stuart Barraclough, John Tudor, whoever. Eddie Howe has to work with Miguel Almiron, Jacob Murphy, uh, Chris Wood. He has to work the here's and now. The here and now is the most important thing. So nobody, nobody's opinion, even if you think, oh, OK, but back in the day, this was so much better. And I find myself doing a lot of that now. 
Uh, and sometimes I find myself overly critical. What we have to consider at this minute in time is it doesn't matter whether it's 1974, 1985, 1996. What's happening at this minute in time in 2022 is very good. It's very, very refreshing. So let's not worry about what happened back in the day. Let's not worry about whether Miguel Almiron isn't a good enough player. Let's trust the ownership. Let's trust Eddie Howe. Yeah. Um, are we going to trust uh, Eddie Howe, Mick, on, on Matt Target? Um, do you think, I hope so. I hope do you, so. <laughs> do, you think he, do you think he'll get the offer of a, of a permanent contract? Do you think that'll be the first bit of business? Because, again, you know, the media will always come up with an alternative story, the one that seems to be circulating, you know, in some of the, the higher brow papers, it's got to be said, as opposed to the red tops, is that Eddie Howe might not fancy him as much as the fans do. But we, I think we had this conversation last week about an alleged conversation between Craig Hope and Eddie Howe about ASM. You know, mm. th some, some journalists will tell you that they think they know what Eddie Howe is thinking and saying um, about a player. I don't know. I just don't know. There's no point asking me, uh, Steve. I don't know. What I, what I think, what I think as a personal, uh, uh, as, as an individual, is that Matt Target has been a phenomenal success. I believed he was a good player before we got him. I was surprised we got him. Don't forget, he came away from Aston Villa, which was a, which was a strange move from a side who were very much in the same depths of, of the Premier League that we were at the time. But then, of course, don't forget, they'd signed the boy from Everton. So they, they were surplus of requirements, having signed Dinia from, from, from Everton. But Matt Target has been phenomenal for me. Now, if if they have got a top, top, top liner left back lined up at the club, then maybe, maybe there is a possibility that Matt Target isn't um, a first team player next season. I personally would find that very, very hard to believe. I think Eddie Howe, he, he just smacks me. He smacks me all over. Um, Matt Target, that he's Eddie Howe's type. He's Eddie Howe is sort of person. I'd be very surprised. Unless I've got this completely wrong, I'd be I'd be fabiglasted if he's not thinking about playing Matt Target next season. Yeah. Holly, I mean, he's proved to be a, a shrewd acquisition in the loan market. Would you like to see him made permanent? 100%. Um, he's played pretty much every game, if not every game, I think. And that clearly says to me that Eddie Howe does rate him. So I'm not sure you know, where the rumours are coming from that he's not so keen. But I think he's been excellent. And I think the key thing about Matt Target is he came into the side and you think he'd always played there. He wasn't like a new player. He didn't take that time to adjust. And he's just fit in straight away. And I think someone that fits in in the dressing room is very important because if the other players don't gel well, then it causes problems in that side. But I think he's just fitting with the team very well. Um, and I think he'll be great next season. So I'm hoping that we can get him for a reasonable price and just hoping that Aston Villa don't try to take the mick and put the price up. Mm -hmm. Let's hope that the rumour of uh, a £50 million fee, um, you know, which can't be raised, is, is true, because I will take him tomorrow. I, I will get that. that, he's, that. Worth, he's, he's worth £50 million tomorrow. Oh, easy, easy. I would, I would take him, 100%. Um, you're talking about the camaraderie, Mick, and I mean, we've seen a lot of uh, we've seen a lot of photographs on social media, and I mean, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed them. And I mean, I, I made a point picking out the one from, from during the week with Tony Tower on, of course, the, the yeah. club secretary who's been there since the year uh, Dot, um, you know, not quite 1892, but you might as well, you might as well say. But it, it was, I think, they're great. And you know, I've seen a lot of criticism, a lot of bitterness uh, from from rival fans, which is going to happen. But I think that's great. Just a, a simple idea, which came about clearly by Serena, the photographer. And, and, and it's something which has grown. It's, it's grown legs, and you know now now fans are waiting to see who the next person's going to be on there. You know, but it it has. I think it just shows the unity. I think it's been fantastic. They can't do it forever. I don't think. Well, I I did it. If you remember, I did it here our before you went away, and and I said it, didn't I? I think we were talking about the foundation, and I was talking about what modern day football is all about. And and funnily enough, I did say I'm not a fan. I am not a fan. I'm not a fan because I think that what was kept in a dressing room and what should stay in a dressing room should be kept and shouldn't stay. And the next thing I know is that on uh, his last press conference, Eddie Howe was asked about it. And Eddie Howe actually said, 
in an ideal world, he wouldn't like it out. He wouldn't want it quite as much profile as there is. But they decided that it was it was good in terms of camaraderie. It was good in terms of bonding. It was something that he'd done previously. But and then strangely, he said, I'm a bit surprised that it's got out. Well, I'm sorry, Eddie. Everything gets out these days. You know, if I showed a, you know, if, if, if I put a picture of a blackbird in this back garden now, it would be on www within five minutes. You know, there's nothing there's nothing that everybody can't see or find out of uh, whatever. Now, so I'm not a fan and I'm not a fan because where do we what do we do when we have the big celebration? What do we do when finally, finally, arithmetic, arithmetically, we are definitely safe, even though we are now? We should really properly celebrate. What when this is this is completely philosophical? What if on the sixth week of next season, we're top of the Premier League? Then we show it. But if we've shown these pictures time and time again, I didn't like that. I'm going to be very, very, very harsh. Or people might think this is harsh. I don't also like ownerships playing football on the pitch after the game. And almost, I don't know. I, I, I want, I don't think, I don't think they did this at Manchester City. I don't think they do it at Liverpool. I want football clubs run as football uh, entities. I want proper, proper, uh, every now and then occasionally, but I'm, I, I am. I'm. I might be old school. I might be whatever I am, and 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 I don't care what people say, but I don't like the dressing room pictures repeatedly, 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 and I don't like. I didn't like Mike Ashley in blue bamboo with fifteen pints of lager. I didn't like Mike Ashley doing the things that Mike Ashley did for six months when he was, and we thought that was great. We thought that was fantastic. We thought we had a new billionaire. We had a new guy on town. And he was around the town. He was loving everybody. And he was happy. You know, it was fine. Everything was fine. Look how pear-shaped that went. So be very careful. Be very, very careful. I can see it at the minute. I can see it at the minute because there's a lot of euphoria. There's a lot of hype at Newcastle United. But I want to nip this in the bud. I want to, I want to get back to being a proper football club who in the summer buys proper players and looks at next season potentially being a top six, top seven, top eight European team next season. I don't want to see selfies. I don't want that picture in that dressing room. Every I want us to be a proper, proper football team. I'm sorry. That's the end of the rant. Interesting. No, interesting. Uh, it's, it's a polar opposite opinion to what, what has come in the chat. Before, before I come to that, John, just as Alan just wants to say, a total pleasure enjoying Nick's company all day long. Top man and super knowledgeable so uh, there you go reciprocated um i'm gonna re- i'm gonna reply to a few of these um alan says oh mick man i love the togetherness in the photos and the owners on the pitch especially after 14 years of pure crap uh david says we do have proper owners it's good to see the team united steve says totally disagree mick i think it shows togetherness and ownership who is enjoying the club uh the fa- along with the fans um yeah look it Doug says old school, Mick. Uh, it is. Like an old fart, but, you know, I'll, tell, it, I'll, 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 tell, I'll tell you who else are old school. Liverpool, Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, they don't do the same, you know? Now, I understand they, that. I understand might, that. They, I, you know, I, I get, I, like I said, I get, I get the opening sort of two or three months. I get that. I get the euphoria. I get, let's get to a situation where we know that we've nailed it. We know that we have worked bloody hard for three, four months to get players into the football club, to get, you know, Premier League football next season. But please, please nip it in the bud eventually, because it's about at the end of the day, football Mm -hmm. and getting back to football. And most importantly, getting this football football club back into the top six, back into the top heights of England. Now, I people will say, well, I can do it. You can do it both ways, Mick. You can do it both ways. You can still have selfies. You can still do dressing room pictures and you can still be in the top six. You can still in the top five. Go back to Eddie Howe and his press conference. He struck me as being somebody who isn't completely, completely um, happy with it. 
Okay, that's that's fine. Last couple of points on this. Sorry, Mick, I disagree. All the mates say they would love to see their clubs behave like Newcastle. And there was a couple of others. Where is it? That one there. Ross says, good to see this year, the togetherness. But going forward, if we're competing at the top, it should not happen. So there we go. We will we will leave that uh, at that. Eddie Howe is a miracle worker, deserves a contract extension. Absolutely. And uh, there is a goal, uh, two goals to talk about. Uh, Brighton 2, Southampton 2, Ward Prowse has scored his second equaliser of the day uh, to make it Brighton 2, Southampton 2. And there's a big goal at Burnley. Burnley have taken the lead. 1-0 against Wolves. <laughs> Vidra in the 62nd minute. Those blue uh, supporters of Everton will be uh, slightly nervous if it stays like that. Let's be certain. Holly, the photographs in the dressing room, your take. And I would imagine it's slightly different. It's very different. Um, I completely disagree with Mick. Obviously, Mick said I want to get back to being a proper football club. For me, a proper football club is a club that puts the fans as priority, engages with the fans, and I think that's what they're doing via this. Um, they're making us feel like we're part of what's going on by showing us what's happening in the dressing room, showing us how um, together all of the players are, and I think that's just nice to see. I look forward to seeing the team photo after every game, and um, the owners going on the pitch, Mick, uh, touched on that as well and look mm. I thought that was great as well because I don't know maybe thinks it seems unprofessional or something but I think often and certainly with Mike Ashley um, a lot of owners have a chip on their shoulder they think they're better than everyone because you know they've came in with all their money they've taken over they're like we're going to run it my way exactly what Mike Ashley did but they're having a bit of a laugh on the football pitch they're talking to fans and to me um, and I've been lucky enough, obviously, to speak to Amanda on the day of the takeover and me and dad as well. And they honestly just seem like normal people, like normal fans. They'll sit and chat to you. They've got time for everyone. And I think it just shows a level of um, respect, being humble and just not getting above their station and trying to make themselves come in and think, right, this is our club. It actually feels like it's everybody's club. The fans have got to see again. Um, and the, the photos are great. And look, if we go for the league, I hope it continues. I hope if we're fighting for relegation or we're fighting for the league, the photos come out every week because for me, it cheers me up and I think the players love it. And you can see how happy people are in those photos. But, it, but, 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 but if we got beat, if we got beaten feasibly 2-3-0 mm -hmm. by Liverpool and Man City, would there be a picture then? No, there wasn't one after the wins. Yeah, after the wins. Of course there won't. So, you know, it's like... Why? It's got to draw. They've got to stop it sometime, Mick. Exactly. And I think they will. They will. They will. I think they will. The, the Ashley thing, and very rarely we speak about Mike Ashley, certainly has, has, has got a couple of mentions here. John says, fully respect your views, Mick, but for me, the largest swelling from 14 so years ago sent out a totally negative message, and you know what happened to our club afterwards. And Funko Freddy, interesting this, he, he throws this one in. He says, question to Mick, Mike Ashley, 15 pints crack. He tried to win the fans over before screwing them over. Um, he wanted one over. He says, do you think the new owners need to do this to prove that they aren't Mike Ashley? It's an interesting thing that, you know, look, we're not, not like the last owners kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's some of the stuff that they're doing. It's, it's, it's relative to a degree. It's relative to a degree. We're talking about 15 years ago or whatever it was. Um, if, if Mike Ashley had been stood with a flag uh, in the director's box waving a flag, would that be any different to Mike Ashley having a couple of pints in blue bamboo? Not mm -hmm. an awful lot. Not an awful lot of difference, you know? I disagree, it, though. Don't you think it's more professional, um, you know, I'm waving not... a flag or showing a level of respect to the fans than going and getting hammered in a local but, bar? But, but, this, is, but this, is, this, is, this is my bottom line, Holly. It's about what is professional, what is decorum, what is the way that ownerships are supposed to. To, to, to manage the situation you know are they supposed to to be i get i get entirely what you think and entirely what you mean about they are getting involved with their own people they're getting involved with their own fans etc etc but sl slowly and surely this will have to stop this will have to stop because whether you like it or not at this minute in time what we've done is for um, 16 games, we've managed to win 10, and we're on an absolutely incredible upward curve. That's going to change. That is going to change at some point. It might, it'll probably be the start of next season. It could be the next game. It could be the game after that. And it could be the game after that. But either way, 
it's going to have to stop sooner or later. This euphoria, this hyper this, hyper that has got to change. We've got to get back to being a proper, proper football. How do you feel about uh, the interaction with people on social media, Mick? That Ross asks, he says, how does Mick feel about the owner's activity on Twitter? Commenting on players' posts, etc. Yes, it's refreshing, but is this what owners at an ambitious club should be doing? So, of course, me and Dad, Jamie Rubin, are very interactive on there at the moment. Is, does this fall in the same category, Mick? Uh, it, it doesn't fall into the same c- category, necessarily. Now, now, what what you could say is, and 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 Holly would probably say this, and and probably a, a, a lot of other football fans might say this. Will say, well, they're booking the trend. They are the first people who are doing this. They are suddenly the 2022 ownership that football needs to get a, a, about, and that maybe um, Abu Dhabi should do the same at Manchester uh, City, or maybe the same should do at Manchester United, or Liverpool's ownership should do the same. Or, or maybe there should be more selfies from this CEO and this director of football at Arsenal or wherever. Because it's not happening anywhere else. It's not happening anywhere else. But as, as I say, maybe that is, is me being wrong. Maybe that is me being, you know, somebody who believes that, that football is of a completely different world these days. And it is in a long way. But I still think, I still think you have to have that level of sanity and that level of decorum involved. You know, if, if, you've, if you've got a player or if you've got somebody who you want to sign to your football club, if they look at them and think, well, hang on a minute, you know, they're doing selfies, they're doing this, that, 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 you know, that they're saying what they're saying, they're doing what they're doing. You know, Holly is lucky in that Holly has met Amanda Staveley. I watched tw- I, 25 years I did Newcastle United. Etc. Etc. I don't even know Amanda Staveley. They've 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 never they've you know may had Gadusi. I saw I saw them at the Leicester game. I've I've never met them. I met Eddie Howe. So I don't I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are as real people. They've never they've never ventured to watch and and, and look at me as a person. So I don't know. I don't know. They they you know maybe that would change my opinion. But I don't think it would. I don't think it would. I would expect. I would expect the ownership to be a little bit, at this minute in time, a little bit less, um, I don't know, gung-ho than maybe mm. they are on occasions. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it for now and see what happens. But, um, you know, I, I am aware... I agree. I, I, I am aware, just as everybody else is, of how quickly things can change. Correct. Correct. And that is... That is coming from old school, I guess. Correct. Um, And that's exactly where I'm coming from. That's what I'm coming from. I don't want everybody telling me and everybody uh, saying to me, oh, this is it. We've cracked. We've done this. We've done that. And the owners think it's great. And the the, the manager thinks it's great. And the players are celebrating. At the end of the day, do you know what it is? We've got 43 points, right? We've got four games left. Steve Bruce last season... 45 points. We might not get as many points this season as Steve Bruce did last season. So, you know, it's a reality check. It's a reality check. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, I know what you're saying. I know, I know, I know. It's a good, I mean, that is good, but that will rile people up, that one. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care. I want this football club to be in the best state that it can be in. I yeah. want this football, I've, I've, Watched and worked with this football club for a long, 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 long time. Now, maybe, as you say, I'm a dinosaur. Maybe I'm archaic. Maybe I'm completely missing the point. But there's a big part of me wants Newcastle United to succeed. And mm-hmm. I think little, a little part of me would rather us did this properly than doing it a bit at this minute in time. Social, social media this, social media that, picture this, picture that. Exactly. Fungo, Fungo Freddy goes, how many points would Steve Bruce have gotten this season, though? Not Absolutely. very many. Not very many. And, and I, I agree. Mick, Mick agrees with that 100%. <laughs> Some great comments coming in. That's what it's all about. Uh, interaction. Keep it uh, keep it going. It's nice to be back live. And uh, time to give a big shout out, as always, to our sponsors. Uh, thank you very much to Spider Miner. Uh, of course, you get worldwide coverage. They are the only cryptocurrency miner that can mine five different cryptocurrencies at the same time, whilst using virtually no energy. And it's VPN protected. 
buy yours now at www.minor.spidervpn.org.uk. Thanks also uh, to LNG Family Funeral Directors, 01913897245, and to skipsandbins.com, who I saw quite heavily at the airport. In fact, they're all over the airport. Uh, Sir Bobby was winking at us as each uh, step I took going and coming back from uh, Tenerife. Telephone 0800-2545-253. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks also to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists, www.gohd.com. And John from Q-Tech, uh, makers and Providers of pool tables and strip tables in Walls and Newcastle. You can find them at qtechshop.co.uk. They're also the people who run our website, nufcmatters.com. Thanks also to Kleekai. Meet the new Game Over screen. Drop into a Clearun device near you. Available on Apple Store, Google Play, and Clearun.games. Thank you also to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. If you want to subscribe, Hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share your social media and drop in the comments to pose a question to me, Mick or Holly today. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and the other podcast providers. Usually goes up within 24 hours. If you want to become a member, simply go to the join button on the channel and become a member uh, and uh, that helps us out you can alternatively become a cult member and go to the website nufcmatters.com uh, and uh, what do you get for your money well you get a scarf you get a cup you get a membership card and a pen and uh, you get entry into the monthly draw we've also given away car stickers to anyone who subscribes just go to the website and uh, ask for your car sticker. We also support the food bank on here, nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk. The match day bucket is a virtual bucket where you can place a donation in 365 days of the year. Don't forget, Mick Lowe's uh, will be at our end of season due uh, this season. Uh, Friday the 24th of June is the NUFC Matters uh, get-together, and uh, tickets are only £12. Uh, you can purchase them from the website, nufcmatters.com, and uh, Mick will be joined by a Champions League legend, Andy Griffin. And this is his debut at St James's Park on the talking circuit, so we're looking forward to, to having Mick and Andy there and making a proper nufcmatters.com uh, get together at Shearer's Bar to so get yourself along. And uh, don't forget as well, uh, the Shearer night that we had recently, you can get your uh, commemorative box uh, and T-shirt and cup signed by Alan uh, and uh, available at nufcmatters.com. And as uh, John quite rightly pointed out, we are doing another Shearer ball raffle. So if you get yourself to the website, you'll be able to find out the details uh, there. $2.99 a ticket. It will be drawn in a couple of weeks' time. So a chance to win a piece of uh, Shearer history. Okay, uh, let's just double check. Uh, no goals have uh, gone in before we start off again. It seems to be all uh, all as we were. Uh, Burnley still winning 1-0 uh, and Southampton and Brighton still drawn 2-2. Those of you interested in the Scottish game, Celtic are 1-0 up at half-time. Let's get back to some of the comments that we've got. John Askew says, uh, Mick, afternoon everyone. Uh, I've been surprised by the progress made in the last three or four months on the pitch in terms of the overall project, Mick. Do you think we're ahead of schedule? The pitch? He's, yeah, on the pitch, i.e. the performances by the players. He oh. thinks that, you know, I mean, we've gone from, you know, eight points adrift at the bottom to, 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 to ninth place in the league currently. So, I mean, what's your view on that? I was just about to say, the grass looked exactly the same as it did against Leicester last time I was there. <laughs> Um, I, you, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, you're talking about chalk and cheese. You're, you are talking about one extreme to the other. Uh, and funnily enough, I, I thought one of the, the, the pertinent points about yesterday was, uh, and it's not just about Newcastle within Newcastle. Have a think of have a think of Norwich City and Newcastle United, because they were virtually side by side once upon a time. Only, what, six, five months ago. So Dean Smith goes in at Norwich. Uh, Eddie Howe goes in at Newcastle United. They're both struggling. They're both looking at the possibility of, of relegation. Dean Smith actually gets a better start on Eddie Howe. Eddie, you know, had one win in his first 10. You know, Dean Smith and Gerard were winning four of their first 10 games. And you're beginning to twitch a bit. You're beginning to worry a bit. 
But who, you know, it's it's like the, the tortoise and the snail or whatever that phrase is. You know, you look at yesterday and OK, again, fair enough for sort of 20, 25 minutes. You thought there's not an awful lot in it. But all of a sudden, a goal, a goal, a difference between the confidence, the memento, the belief, all the things that Eddie Howe has installed in a side which has already made four changes. Norwich City completely fell apart. Norwich completely fell apart. And Norwich did what Newcastle would have done had Eddie Howe not done what Eddie Howe did over October, November, December, January. And now we're on this incredible roll. You know, I mean, to, to, to say, you know, has it been better on the pitch is the understatement of all time. What this guy has done is nothing short of phenomenal. Because you know what I was thinking this morning? He's not only not got a CEO, he's not only got a director of football, without wanting to get too critical, he's not got a centre forward. We still haven't, we're still not scoring a goal scorer. And yet he's not only to keep in at one end, keeping goals out at one end, but he's got other people chipping in. Okay, we're only winning ones and twos. Yesterday was a third for only the second time um, this season. But the job that he's done is phenomenal. He feels he feels to me a little bit like the little the little Dutch boy with his finger in the dam. He was doing a bit of that for the first three of. He was desperately trying to keep this football club running. He was doing, you know, you hear at his press conference. He starts at six o'clock in the morning. He finishes at eleven o'clock at night. This guy has been an absolute diamond for Newcastle United. He really has been. He's been phenomenal. And you can see exactly why every one of those squads, every one of them players would die a death for Eddie Howe. He's done absolutely amazing. Absolutely blows me apart, really, honestly. He's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Holly, um, what's your take on that? What, on Eddie Howe? Mm. Yeah, um, of course, Eddie Howe has been absolutely amazing. Um, he came into the club in the bottom three, just looked like we were going absolutely nowhere. And I think most people thought there's a chance we could go down. I know a lot of people were saying, well, maybe we need to just write this season off and focus on building from next season. Um, but with the right recruitment in January, and I do think that has been the key difference because he could only get a tune out of players to a certain extent. He needed more in that side. And every player that's came in has been the right recruitment and fair play to him as well because he had a big Sion who came in um, and then obviously with the new additions he has just managed to get the best out of them which has brought on other players but not only that people like Joel Linton he's transformed him into a player that we were thinking get rid of him for any cost to one player now that you'd be thinking we want to keep a hold of him for any cost um, and that just shows the difference he's managed to just get the best out of every single player on that pitch I think he's just filled them with so much confidence it's the right sort of mentality it's a competitive mentality previously we had um, a situation where we think we would have achieved safety or we think oh we've won a game so right we can sit back now and, and we don't need to worry because we've achieved that but Eddie Howe wants to strive for more he wants to get better every week and we're seeing that with the players now and you look when things aren't going right on the pitch and I'd say the first probably half an hour of that Norwich game you were thinking we're not playing good here but then you could see him on the touchline screaming and shouting and eventually we got that goal and then it just seemed to click and then the second half we came out even better as well. Didn't have a full strength side out and I think if we did have a full strength side out we probably could have went on 5-0 plus um, and that's not even an exaggeration because I think with that side, um, 3-0 is like, you know, it was a good result for Norwich because we could have murdered them that day. Um, but for me, Eddie Howe, he's transformed the football club and the proof's in the pudding. Look, when you get the team from like 19th, 20th to 9th in the league, that's all that needs to be said. Have we seen a change in ASM, Mick? Because Steve Middlemas thinks that he has seen a bit of a change in how seems to be passing it more, bringing people into the game more, thinking about mm. things. I mean, I've got to be honest, from watching it on TV, um, across in uh, Tenerife last week, the mm. three games that I saw, mm. I, I have to say, I don't think there's been a massive change. Maybe no. in one game that I can think of, but I just think it's been much of the same. And you either... You either embrace it, which is what we've said on this show before, you, you embrace yeah. the maverick side of him um, and, and, and accept he's not going to be a team player at times. Mm. Um, you know, or you know, you, you deem him surplus to requirements and you bring in what you want. But I don't think I've seen a massive change, I've got to be honest. And and and, and you can only do so much as a manager. You can only do so much as a coach, you know. You, you know, 
you, you can you can take a what is it that a horse to water or whatever it is you know you you can you can do whatever you want to do but at the end of the day they have to do it themselves um and and to answer the question i, I genuinely don't think he does what he's done about joe linton is very very different you know that is very different i mean that is a that that is a a, a significant a significant I, in fact i could probably I, I i could probably think of him and him only as somebody who i've seen change so dramatically in any football I think I've ever known. I mean, you know, I think Holly said you'd, you'd get rid of him. You'd get rid of him as quickly as you could get rid of him. I'd have got rid of him even quicker than that. You know, honestly, I, I thought he was the worst player I'd ever seen for that amount of money. Now I'm thinking, dear me, you know, yes, he's not the greatest. And I'm not, I'm not going to say he's the greatest in the world. I'm going to go back to my business about, I just want to, I just want to keep it a bit steady. I just want to keep it a bit steady, but phenomenal, phenomenal. ASM, I still maintain I would keep. Honestly, I genuinely do. I still maintain there's a talent there. I, you know, we may be in a year's time going, God, how wrong were you? You know, he, this kid will never change. But I just think once we get, hopefully, better players next season and maybe you have to run him slightly differently than they run him at the minute, I, I, I'd still keep with him. But... At this minute in time, he's not making the, drama the dramatic changes to uh, ASM as an individual in the way that he was to, say, Joe Linton as an individual, to one or two as an individual, but most importantly, to the entire 11 as a squad. And the changes he's making them is, 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 is catastrophic. Tactical switch yesterday, Holly, um, you know, moving ASM and J uh, Joe Linton yesterday, you know, paid dividends because Julian went on to score, you know, a quick fire brace to, to put Newcastle 2-0 up. Well, have you seen a difference in the SM? Joe, uh, John from QTech reckons he was better at Norwich. Haven't seen a massive difference in him, but in that Norwich game, I would agree. You saw him trying to get other players involved. Certainly when he was um, coming in and around the box, he was trying to make that pass if he thought he wasn't able to get the shot off, where in previous games we've seen him, he's miles away. You know he's going to sky it over the bar, but he does it anyway because he just wants to kind of take all the praise and all the glory for himself or so it seems. Um, so in that Norwich game, yeah, there was an improvement. Have we seen a drastic change in ESM? No. Um, and look for me, I think Alan St. Maximin has the potential um, the natural skill and ability to be one of the best players in the world. And I think the only thing that'll stop him is his own mentality and nobody but him can fix or change that. So for me, I think it's purely down to him. Um, and if he still is here next season, he does need to step up massively because certainly I'd say in the last 10 games, um, I think he's been below standard and I'm surprised that he's been starting games. Not to take anything away from him in Norwich because I think when you did see him um, up top alongside Joe Linton, he did play better. Um, but that isn't his natural position, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But look, I'm, I'm happy for him. And I think Joe Linton as well... Um, was really surprised to see him score. I was thinking at first going into that Norwich game when he saw them two up top, I was like, oh my God, what are we doing? We've got strikers on the bench, no striker on the pitch. No idea. I was like, we're not going to score any goals and it worked out. So, um, you know, it was great and I think he did play well alongside Joe Linton as well, but I can't imagine that'll continue because you come to the summer and you'll be thinking that we'll uh, sign a prolific goal scorer and then obviously we'll have Callum Wilson back on the benches to come in, hopefully. Yeah, and I think that's impor important about ASM. You know, he was for a long, long time the be-all and end-all. And he believed he was the be-all and end-all. And he believed he was the dogs, such and such. You know, now, now there's a Brazilian fella there. Suddenly there's Joe Linton there. Suddenly there's Trippier there. Suddenly there's John Joe Shelby playing properly again. Suddenly Ryan Fraser looks a good player. And suddenly he's thinking, I am not the be-all and end-all. And he's got to concentrate and 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 think think himself through a little bit, and if he can do that properly, then there is a proper talent there. But if he doesn't change it, then he'll be gone. Yeah, no doubt about that. Jimmy says hi, Steve. Mick and Holly Bruno is the best midfielder I've seen since Rob Lee. He certainly is uh, world class. Uh, Barry says Steve, Holly, and Mick. Would you like to see Bruno's mate Paqueta come in? We've heard a lot about him, Mick. Um, again, I think we'll be talking a lot about him during the summer, but. Uh, Kenna just seems to be talking about social media, likes to be liking, sharing everything that Bruno's doing. It, it, it would give you, it would give you a little indication. He loves it as well, by the way. <laughs> he, he, I tell you what, by the way, by the way, he can do whatever he wants, Bruno. I, I don't care what he does. He can, he can, twenty-four hours a day, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. But yeah, I mean, Paqueta would be it would be nice, wouldn't it? It, uh, it, it certainly would. Would add to the Brazilian flavour. 
it's 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 a really 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 balancing um act this because you know what we've done and what we've achieved it's all down to the fact that in january he got didn't get perfect players he got proper people it's all about proper people it's about matt target it's about dan burn it's about chris wood yes trippier's a superstar yes bruno's a superstar but the other three, it's about proper people. You need proper people as well as superstars. And if suddenly we start messing around with another Brazilian superstar, another superstar here, another one of these whatevers, be all and end alls, then we're going to get in trouble. And that's the good thing about Eddie Howe. He's, he, he, he manages the situation. He knows the situation. He's been long enough in Premier League football he knows that those that arrive at the football club will be proper people. They won't be, they won't necessarily, they'll be good players. I'm sure they'll be good players, but they will not be players that will diminish the remainder of the squad, that they will work with the, with the rest of the 11. So, yeah, uh, you can throw in a million names and there will be a million names throw in between now and July and August. Again, going back to that word I mentioned right at the start, right at the start, trust, trust. Let's just trust what they do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the uh, that's the key factor. Paquetta, would you like to see him in, Holly? I would like to see Paquetta in, but I think that's a great point by Mick as well, where we don't want to get too many um, superstars, as he put it, because we saw it a little bit under Kevin Keegan. You know, obviously we ended up losing the title, and I think that was probably down to the fact that we signed too many outstanding forwards, midfield players, the defence was lacking a little bit, and it was just um, almost a challenge of egos at times. And I think if we did have that balance a little bit more, right, where you had those uh, steady Eddie players, the likes of your Matt Targets, your Dan Burns, even your Chris Woods to an extent, then that maybe would have levelled the playing field a little bit. So I think that's a great, uh, great point by Mick, and we should certainly keep that in mind. But I think Paquetta would be a good balance. I'd love to see Botman come in as well. I know he was close to signing in the January, and it didn't materialise, but I think those would be two great signings. Yeah, Chelsea winning the worst penalty ever competition, uh, says John. He's referring to uh, West Ham, of course, conceding the penalty. Craig Dawson being sent off for a professional foul, and then Chelsea stepping up and missing the penalty. Yeah, we've got, we've got a couple, couple of couple of competitors this weekend with uh, Fernandez's horrendous <laughs> effort for uh, Manchester United yesterday as well. Uh, but coming into the final minutes, no change in those other games at the moment. Brighton two, Southampton two, Burnley still one 0 up as well. So. Uh, uh, hopefully get a result on them before the end of the show. Uh, John uh, says it's absolutely nuts. We're looking good now, ninth, and our owners haven't started roll on the summer. And uh, Kenny, who's watching the game, says horrific penalty. You'd think a six-year-old would hit it, so there we go. I've seen some good penalties taken by six-year-olds as well on their uh, training grounds, mate. So, um, yeah, sounds, sounds horrific. We'll look forward to catching up with that uh, in a little bit. OK, so... The weekend, um, it, it's it's not too early to look ahead to a game like this. Newcastle, uh, welcome Liverpool. Yes, Liverpool, who are chasing the title. Uh, to St James's Park, Saturday lunchtime. Jurgen Klopp and the boys roll into town for a 12.30 kickoff because it's live on BT Sports. Once again, the game is sold out. Uh, Pre-match, of course, you'll be able to see Supermac. At the Dog and Parrot, uh, time to be confirmed, uh, and uh, referee and VAR, etc., to be confirmed, of course, later in the week. Newcastle have a full week to prepare for the game. Liverpool, though, are in Champions League semi final first leg action against Villarreal at Anfield on Wednesday night. So, uh, Newcastle have a slight advantage. Some might say Jurgen Klopp trying to get the kickoff put back, but has failed on that score. Mick, this is a great game. The, 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 you know, the shackles are off Newcastle. Uh, all but safe. You know, mathematically, we're not. And anyhow, still reluctant yeah. to say we are safe. However, um, this is a great game, isn't it, to, to, to play? Because we, we can have a say where the title goes to. Love it. Absolutely love it. Love it. I mean, you know, regardless of what happens, regardless of what, what the, whatever the score is, regardless of whether we win it, regardless of whether we get battered, regardless of whether it's a nil-niller, whether regard it's a 2 2 I just want to see it. I just want to see a look of what Eddie Howe and Newcastle United are like against, and not only this week, the week after. 
You know, the two best teams in Premier League football, in English football, by by the way, are absolute country mile. A country mile. If we're going to do well next season, if we're going to do well in two seasons, we are going to get some, we're going to have to get some level to somewhere close to these two because these two are incredible football clubs, incredible football clubs. But I just love the thought of it. I just love the thought of maybe nicking one, maybe getting one. And let's just see whether Liverpool start sweating. Do, you know, the 52,000 who are, who are put in, shifts in behind the scenes that you've never seen the, the noise of it for, for years and years. I, I'm just so looking forward to it. And I'll tell you something quietly, quietly. Jurgen Klopp, six weeks ago, four weeks ago, two weeks ago, he and Guardiola might, might you know, conservatively think we can just win every game and maybe it'll just come down to that split between the two of them. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Klopp and Guardiola, more so Klopp because it's at St. James's, might just think, do you know what it is? That lot, that lot might just, might just put a, put a, put a, 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 a problem in the, in, in the, in the situation. Really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Exciting game, Holly. Liverpool uh, at home. There's been some humdingers over the years between Newcastle and Liverpool, uh, both at St James's Park and at Anfield. Um, you must be looking forward to it yourself. Yeah, of course. I'm of the same mindset of Mick as well. I'm not really too concerned about the result. I don't think anyone would expect us to go and kind of win that game or certainly not, you know, be another kind of 3-0 like last weekend. But just the performance is all I'm concerned about. Just if we can go into that game and, and challenge them, you know, make it difficult for them and just not kind of sit back and, and get hammered because I would be disappointed in that, of course. Um, but I think it'll be a close game. If I went for a prediction, I'd probably go 3-2 Liverpool. I've can see there being quite a few uh, goals in the game, but I think they'll manage to just pip it. But yeah, the fact we've got a bit of a say in the title is massive because then, of course, we play Man City. Um, if we get a result from either one of those teams, then it puts a lot more pressure on the other one to try and climb back up the league. So probably one of the most exciting games this season. Mick, is there going to be goals? I mean, you know, it's not out of the, it's not out of the ordinary to see goals. We saw two, four, threes back to back, which I know you witnessed. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> If you if you want if you want Mr. Negativity to come back again after he was after he was here before, I'm afraid he's gonna come back for a little bit. He's gonna come back for a little bit. Because as fantastic as it's been for the last 16 games, we don't score goals. We don't score goals. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would I would love to go with what Holly said, you know, even if we even if we lost three two, even if we got two and they got three, I would almost I would almost live with that. But we can't score goals, and 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 that's why. In I made an I made a point of saying, not only has Eddie Howe done a fantastic job, he's almost seemingly in a, in a in a lot of ways he single handedly run the footballing side of this club because there's no director of football, there's no CEO, but most importantly, he's had no centre forward, he's had no goal scorers. You know, Callum Wilson with six goals is still our top scorer. We're ninth. We're ninth in the Premier League and our top scorer has barely kicked a ball and he scored only six goals all season. We can't score goals. So as much as I would love us to nick a couple against Liverpool and maybe in a dream world get two or three against Liverpool, I'm sorry. You're talking about Liverpool. You're talking about Van Dijk. You're talking about Alisson. You're talking about Trent Alexander. You're talking about... Top, top, top players. So we'll do well. We'll do well to nick one, maybe nick two. But as I say, I'm not bothered about that. I just want the performance. I want to see us against the best, one of the best two teams in the Premier League, giving them a go, giving them sweat a bit, making making Klopp feel a bit uncomfortable, making Liverpool a bit uncomfortable because it's been too easy of late. For, for, for those at uh, at St James's Park from from Anfield, so let's just see. But I'm sorry in terms of in terms of the goal scoring. Sorry, Steve. You know the the one thing the one thing that we have been found lacking in the last six five weeks uh, uh, months, and it hasn't been an awful lot of it because it's been sixteen. What's it? Sixteen sixteen games, 
10, 10 wins, three draws, three defeats. We can't score goals. We can't score goals. Prediction, Mick? Oh, it's early. It's early. I'd 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 hate to say it. I'd I'd hate to say it. I I I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll win, Steve. I don't think we'll win. I don't. My think prediction we'll win. will come but... later in the week, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah exactly. and, and it's going to be too early, Mick. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think doing a six o'clock in the morning show would would benefit next week. So we'll. Well, I'll probably get you and Holly back on on Sunday to 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 to, to discuss the game. But um, yeah, I get the I get the gist, Mick. I see where you're coming from with it, and um, I can understand why you would be like that. I think. And Holly, Holly's gone three two the other way as well. I think it it could be a very similar game to the one we saw when you know when when Liverpool were chasing the league last time and um, you know the Origi. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, look at look, just just look at the, just look at the last three games when we've bounced back fantastically after the three away defeats. You know, we've had a one nil, a one nil, and a two one. Now, do we realistically think we're going to beat Liverpool with more than either one goal or two goals? Um, as we would have done against Crystal Palace, Leicester and Wolverhampton Wanderers. I'm sorry, I don't see it. I don't see it. I'd love to see it, but I, I can't see it. Yeah, OK. Uh, Chelsea uh, did eventually win 1-0. Full-time Chelsea won, West Ham nil. Pulisic with a winner uh, after Chelsea missed a penalty and uh, West Ham had gone down to 10 men. The big news, of course, at the bottom of the table is that Burnley have won 1-0 against Wolves. And for the first time in a few weeks, Burnley are out of the bottom three and Everton are right in it, of course. And have, and, have, and, and have Liverpool tonight. I mean, two, yeah, two, I mean, two games in hand now for, for Everton, yeah. one of which they play at the start game in, in, in half an hour, 35 minutes. Um, but if they lose today, uh, that puts them two points behind Burnley uh, with a game in hand. Um, it is not looking very good for Frank Lampard's men. And of course, the result um, which we were hoping for. Uh, was that Brighton wouldn't get that win and Southampton wouldn't get that win and it's happened. 2-2. Yep. So Newcastle stay ninth uh, for the rest of the weekend. Happy days. Happy days. Fantastic. Uh, as always, absolute pleasure. We'll finish up with a couple of uh, a couple of points. Uh, maybe we'll have a striker for Liverpool. Wilson L. Stapleton says, somebody did ask earlier whether they thought that uh, whether we thought the Trippier might be fit. I, I've, I've got a feeling they will have a game pencilled for, for one, if not both, but I don't think it'll be Liverpool, but maybe I'm proved wrong. There's been such a disconnection, says somebody who's playing catch-up on the show between the club and fans during the Ashley era. It's refreshing to see the club trying anything to build that connection. Tony Finley says Everton will be in deep trouble now as Burnley look great and their run is it running is easier than Everton's. Uh, and John just says great show. Um, there was a weird one from Sutton. He's asking Mick, are you tempted in getting a Brazilian um, in homage to our great Brazilian duo? <laughs> I thought someone was going to ask you on a team picture. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's it. Of, 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 of the three of us. Let's yeah, have, well, let's that's have, what we'll have, have to do. Let's have our own little team picture. Everyone else is taking one. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. What we'll do on the 24th of June. When you're up for the Andy Griffin show, Mick, that's yeah. what we'll do. We'll have to do a right. big team photograph, uh, evolve team photographs of the NUFC Matters crowd. I think that will be great. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Good stuff, mate. All right. Uh, as always, fantastic to have you on. I want to say happy birthday to two uh, ex-players. Uh, one who will probably have uh, fans groaning. Lionel Perez. Yeah, Lionel. (laughs) Allegedly, allegedly, the wrong Perez that Terry Mack signed while KK was away on holiday. He was supposed to sign Sebastian Perez and he signed Lionel. That was was the story. Wow, there we go. And (laughs) Stuart Pearce. Oh, well, hey. Now, Now you're talking proper players. Now you're talking proper players. Yeah, didn't get the best of him at Newcastle, but at least you no. see he played for us. Yeah. Yeah, top, top man. Uh, don't forget, we are doing the food bank raffle. And uh, if you go to the top of my Twitter page, at Steve Wraith, it is for this wonderful item. It is a Subirio, custom-made Subirio uh, team uh, from Supermax debut against Liverpool. And Paul, uh, the guy on the right of the photograph, has made it. Uh, it's a nice little, uh, nice little collector's item. Malcolm has signed it. There he is, looking at himself in Sabutio form. Uh, so get yourself well, on the Twitter. He signed the little Sabutio character. 
He signed the box. <laughs> how, did, how, did, how did you get a little pen on, on the little <laughs> No, I signed the box. So, uh, get, yourself, get yourself onto my Twitter account. Put the bids in. As I said, that is there for uh, that is there for the weekend. We will announce the winner on the Three Amigos shows on Friday. And don't forget, tomorrow night, uh, 7 o'clock, uh, they like to have a marathon, not a Snickers. Uh, Pete... Davey and Chris Hall uh, do tend to go on and on and on on this show. They love, they love having the debate, and that's because it's your show, uh, the fans' forum, where you get a chance to come on and have your say on the screen with the lads. But uh, big shout out to the lads uh, that they, they love doing it, and um, don't forget as well, give uh, Loaded uh, TV a bit of a subscription as well. Uh, the lads are often featured on there. Great Sunday afternoon, guys. Thoroughly enjoyed your company and uh, enjoy the. Liverpool derby. Take care, Holly. Yeah. Take care, so, Mick. So, so, sorry if the Andy Griffin tickets go down the pan because of the first 20 minutes. <laughs> See you later. See you later. See you, Holly. Bye. Bye. Bye.